Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. I give God glory, honor, and praise for this day. His mercies are new every morning. We're going to go ahead and jump right into this teaching this morning. We're going to be taking a look at the eight prayer watches. A lot of people have heard about them. A lot of people know about them. A lot of people even operate according to the eight prayer watches, and some operate and don't even know that's what they're doing. But I bless God for the opportunity to come before you this morning to share um, my knowledge and understanding of the prayer watches. Um, Let's open up in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we give you all glory, honor, and praise. We thank you for this time of fellowship, the time of gaining knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. We thank you for this day, for we know your mercies are new every morning. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to go forth and do what you have called us to do according to your word. God, I thank you that it's none of me and all of you as we dive into this lesson this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. I know that a lot of people have maybe, like I said before, heard of the eight prayer watches or a prayer watch and may not have clear understanding of what they're supposed to be and what they're designed to do and what are they for. And some even wonder if they're scriptural. Um, In actuality, yes, they are very scriptural, and we see these located throughout the Bible at different times, different um, writers wrote on these prayer watches. And if we look at um, James 5.16, we are told that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. As we pray, we stand watch over our families, cities, our nation, just as men stood in the cities in the Bible on their prayer watch. So when you're on a prayer watch or you're operating by the prayer watch, you're operating in the position of a watchman on the wall. And we know that um, in Old Testament scriptures, the watchman may have been referred to as a prophet or a seer or intercessor, and for most of us that are intercessors, we understand the importance of interceding on behalf of our families and our cities and our nations and those that may be in situations that they can't seem to get out and they may call for prayer warriors. They may call for someone just to intercede or stand in agreement with them A lot of churches and ministries operate with an accessory team, whether it be early in the morning, whether it be coming together once a week on a phone line or what have you. These are all examples of watchmen on the wall interceding for God's people. Now, when we look in the scriptures, and a lot of people 
may not understand or realize that when God created the earth, we go back to Genesis, and in Genesis, he said the evening and the morning were the first day. So our day actually starts in the evening at 6 p.m. and goes to the next morning. So we changed it, man changed it, the time zones and different things in the earth, but the original design was evening, then morning. We can say we got it backwards because most people start their day at 6 a.m. instead of starting it at 6 p.m. And God is merciful, and we, we do this, and we go forth in prayer. When we look at the first prayer watch, it is in the evening from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Now, most of us know that when we get off from work or what have you, maybe by 6 o'clock, we look for that time to where we can just sit and relax and be quiet. We may even prepare dinner, but it's a time of reflection. From 6 o'clock to 9 p.m., we are reflecting on our day. We're reflecting on the things that God may have spoken to us during the day that we may not have had time to pay attention to or really focus on because for whatever reason, we just got too busy to do what God told us to do during the day. But from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., we're looking at a time to wind down and really reflect on the different things that we've heard during the day. What did God say at lunchtime? What did God say? What is God asking of me at this particular time? When you look in the evening, that's the time that when also that judgment can be released on the earth against those things that come against God. And we need to understand that as intercessors, we can intervene, interrupt, or disturb the activities of the enemy when we have an ear to hear what thus saith the Lord. We may not understand exactly everything that's going on, and that's going to come with more time in prayer and intercession and listening to God. So when we look at the first prayer watch, we are, and I'm going to read something. This is also the time, as I said, to release judgment on the wicked and decree into a new day God's blessing upon our lives, family, church, city, and nation. So we, we have a lot of authority. We have a lot of things that God has put into our hands. He told us in Genesis that we have dominion over these things in the earth. He gave us that charge, and we, we, we need to walk in it. We need to walk in the authority given to us by God and understand the importance of it for our nation, our families, our friends, and what have you. And we can do so much at that first watch to set up the rest, our next day, the rest of the night, and into our future. Because when we're looking at what happens in the demonic realm, how Satan sends out his demons, his imps, the troubles that rise up in our lives, 
we can deter it. We can put a halt to what is going on just by us being obedient to what God has called us to do. We have to be mindful also that so much is done while we're asleep that we may not know about, we may not understand, we may not be aware of, but this actually prepares you and your house for what what is to come. The second prayer watch is from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. During this time, we as intercessors, spiritual intercessors for Christ, and I say it like that because so much of what the enemy does, he mimics what is in the body, what God has established in the earth. He copies it. He mimics it. So as we are intercessors for the Lord, Satanists and witches and warlocks are also coming together to decide what they're going to do, what they're going to try to release in the earth, what they're going to try to sabotage or destroy. And between 9 and midnight when we intercede, this is the time that we as intercessors for God can go in and we can tear the devil's meetings up. We can raise up the standard. We can go in and deter anything that he's trying to do during the second prayer watch. Because if we look at Psalms 119, verse uh, 62, and it says, At midnight I will rise and give thanks to you because of your righteous judgment. It was at midnight, at the midnight hour, that God struck down the firstborn of Egypt which resulted in his people being released from captivity and set free to worship him. This is a, when we look at that, this is telling our enemies are dealt with by God. This is the time when they're going to answer for all that they've done and God is passing judgment on them at this time. But I can remember growing up, my mother would, if we went out, the first thing she would say, okay, you need to be in before midnight. And, you know, being teenagers, it's like, why, why I got to do midnight? Why can't I be in, you know, come in after midnight? And she would always say, the devil is busy or busiest at midnight. Nothing good happens after midnight. The the evil and you know she had her own way of saying it but what she was saying is you're in greater danger of something bad happening to you if you're in the street after midnight and when I came into the Lord and was saved and started to get an understanding of the prayer watches this is a time when the the wizard the warlocks the witches and Satan is there they're coming together to design their plan to come up against God's people. And unknowingly, so many people fall into a trap, and they're like, what happened? Where did this come about? And they're not on alert. They're not on the wall. They're not in right position to do what God has called them to do, and which leaves our children and our other family members 
basically open to be victimized, hurt, threatened, and what have you, because the enemy is busy in doing what he does. So when we look at it and we say it's darkest at midnight, you know, midnight, Halloween, all of these different things, it operates at midnight when the witches are around their cauldrons and they're chanting and they're doing their thing to come against God's people and the world, a lot of it starts at midnight. So when we're in prayer and believing God between 9 p.m. and 12 a.m., we're calling a host of angels. We're, we've got Michael on, on alert. We've got the angels that are ready to fight for us, but how many of us know by 10 p.m., maybe 11, we've already gone to bed. We've already shut it down for the night, and if we stay up at till midnight or past midnight, we, we're just so out of it, not realizing that there is an assignment that needs to be completed by midnight. Also, when we go forth and for the third prayer watch, and there's so much into this um, for these watches, the third prayer watch is 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. Now, this is the, really the witching hour. This is when things are totally being unleashed. They've got their plan in place, what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. This is one of the times when the most, um, there's a lot of spiritual activity going on. This hour, doing these hours is a time to strengthen your faith. At the same time, this is when Peter denied Christ three times. So we have to be careful of what's going on between 12 and 3 a.m. Also, I know a lot of people, um, even myself, have been awakened at that time of the night. And, you know, a lot of people see it as, oh, I woke up at 2.30, I went to the bathroom. True enough, you went to the bathroom. But if you are an intercessor and you are tapped into and you hear the voice of God, this could be your time of watch. This could be your time where God is calling you to intercede. This is time when you, he's calling you, waking you up to talk to you, to reveal his secrets, reveal his plans to you, help you to receive revelatory knowledge about something that's going on. When we wake up for no apparent reason at two, three, four, Five, you know, reasons we're waking up. It is the spirit stirring you to say, "Hey, look, God wants to talk to you. There is an assignment. There's something going on in the earth that you could be the answer to. You could be the weapon that God uses to deter whatever the enemy may be doing." This could be a time where if you've been going through something and a lot of people may have sleepless nights and they don't understand it, that's a good time to pray. That's a good time to listen to the voice of God 
as to what he's saying. Your solution to a problem may come in the wee hours of the morning. You know, we can sit quietly, the house is still, wherever you are, there are no interruptions, your phone is not going to be ringing. You know, turn the TV off if it's on and sit quiet. And before you know, you get into a worship, you get into a praise, and God will download. You may see a vision during this time of somebody halfway across the world. You may not even know this person or who it is, but God has tapped you to say, hey, look, you need to be interceding for somebody in the Philippines. You may need to be interceding for somebody in Africa or your very next-door neighbor or somebody in your church. We have to be mindful that when we are awakened at this time of the morning, okay, this is part of my prayer watch. This is my time to get up and intercede for those things that are being unleashed in the earth and be effective with it and go in and find the scriptures and find the answers. What is God saying at this time of the morning? And not ignore that early wake-up call. And I'm going to admit I have done it early on. I would wake up and I'm like, what in the world? I've got to be at work at the time at 7 a.m., I'm looking at the clock. I've only got four more hours to get a couple more hours of sleep. I'm tired. I'm worn down. I don't want to do this. I want to go back to sleep. But how many of you know that when you do that, we say we want to be used by God. We want God to use us, and we want to hear the voice of God. But if we're not setting ourselves up to be obedient in the things that he's called us to do, he'll go to somebody else. Okay, this one is not willing to do it. You're going to get a whooping. You're going to get disciplined. You're going to get corrected. You're going to realize, and you may hear the next day, you may have somebody on your mind from work, and you woke up and you're like, okay. I don't know what they're going through, but I just need to get some sleep. And then you find out after you get to work or your day gets started that that person was in dire need of somebody praying for them, whether it was with their child, whether it was their job, with their health. But we brushed it off because we wanted sleep more than we wanted to do what God called us to do. So at 3 a.m., between 12 a.m. and 3 a.m., that is a crucial time for the demons and the witches and the warlocks and the Satanists to work their incantations, to come up with spells, their chanting for the things that they want to release in the earth. This time also is called for seasoned intercessors. This is not the time when the, uh, the new kids on the block can go in because we need to understand and know that if you're going to be an intercessor for God, the enemy hates you. He does not like anything about you. 
And we already know that Satan hates what God loves. And God loves his people, and Satan hates that. He also hates us because we took his place in the heavens. We took his place in our position when we position ourselves according to God. You've got to be mindful and just keep it real. If we're not in our right mind, if you are replaced on your job, there there possibly could be an attitude. You know, who do they think they are? How dare they replace me? I do this, 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 and this. I'm this greatness. I'm great. I'm wonderful. I'm fabulous. And they just going to replace me? Our attitude, anger, different things will arise. And when you look at how we replace Satan, I mean, he was the most beautiful. You know, he was right up there with God. He was right around the throne. And he's now been kicked out, fired, and replaced. So he's angry with us. So we have to be mindful at this time of intercession those that are seasoned to understand, to know the words to say, to know how to do warfare, and understand also that we come against backlash. Because when you're interceding like this and at, during this time, there may be some backlash that comes up against you because the enemy is like, oh, no, they want to get up and they want to intercede and they want to pray oh, I'm coming against them, I'm coming against their family, their homes, I'm coming against their health, I'm coming against... So you can receive some form of backlash when you are in this place. But if you're a seasoned intercessor, you understand the possible ramifications, um, the backlash, you understand the warfare because it's not just you talking about, you know, Lord, bless my house, bless my finances, Lord, you know, bless me with good health. No, you are literally warring on the behalf of God's people. You're warring. You're in a war. It's the time of battle. And if you stay in the battle, just like with any other battle, you may receive some bumps and bruises. You may receive some nicks and cuts. But that's the life of an intercessor. Because the enemy is going to come against you, and a lot of times it can be so you won't intercede for people. Because you're like, every time I go into prayer, every time I'm interceding, I just end up going through a fight. I end up going through a battle. And if you are new or a babe in Christ and not having someone around you that can help you get through this and understand what is actually happening, happening, it will deter you. It will cause you to say, no, I don't think I want to do this. But there is a joy. There is safety in God when we operate according to his word, when we do what he's asked us to do. He didn't just pick anybody 
to say, hey, look, oh, well, I'm going to call so-and-so and I'm going to let them. No, we have to be mindful. Just like the enemy studies us and knows how to attack us, knows how to send trouble in our home, the enemy studies us. God knew what he put in us when he put us in the earth. So oftentimes we may run from it early on, but when you finally settle yourself and say, okay, this is what God has called me to do. I don't know how to do it, but God, I'm trusting you. Get with someone that can help you understand your purpose, understand who you are, understand the power and the authority that you have in the earth to tread over serpents, the power and the authority that you have to deter something happening. This is an ever-learning process. This is an ever-learning venture because we can look at it as an adventure. It is an adventure to me to know that God has called me out. To set, I've been set apart to go forth and do what God called me to do. And this right here, knowing that I could possibly intervene or intercede for, on someone's behalf that could save their life, that could save their family, that could save them from destruction, at the hand of the enemy. It is an adventure. It is, it was challenging. It was very challenging in the beginning. It was, I didn't understand it. I, I, I questioned myself, why would God use me to do that? Why would God, you know, call me to be praying for other people? Hey, I need prayer myself. And then I realized that no matter what we go through, there is an assignment that God has for us. There are things that we've been trained to do. And when you get with people who understand that and can help you cultivate your calling, cultivate the mission, give you a clear understanding of your purpose, it makes it a lot easier. So when you're, you're with a group and we cover one another and you're interceding for one another for their strength, their wisdom and understanding, it makes it a lot easier. It gives you a clearer vision of what is about to happen or what's to come. So from 12 to 3 a.m., the bewitching hour, we also declare God's divine protection over our family, over our friends, over those that we're in fellowship with or in covenant with. We pray for that protection, and God blesses us with it. And sometimes, you know, this is the time when we can be the most vulnerable to the attacks because the time of sleep, we're not, mm, we're not focused or aware or the alarm hasn't been set to say, hey, look, this is your most vulnerable time when you're asleep, so the enemy is going to attack your house. And it may not show up until later that day or later that week, you know, whether it's a health issue, whether it's a financial issue, something going on with your child or with your husband. I mean, anything can be unleashed at this time because the enemy does not care. And as you're going into 3 a.m., we have to be mindful. Um, 
we can, God raises a standard against the enemy, and he will not be able to destruct us, but he is going to try. He's going to come against us. He's going to do whatever he can to deter us and distract us and just wreak havoc. But to know that we have what we need to deter all of that, to stop that, is a powerful thing. Now, I've only covered three prayer watches, so there are eight. So we're going to be picking this up again next week, and I thank God for each of you that have joined me this morning. I give God glory, honor, and praise. If you need to reach me, I can be found on Facebook at Gloria Hawkins at Facebook.com. Your prayer requests, your questions, or any concerns you may have or anything you would like to discuss, please feel free to reach out to me. I thank God. I think I pray that this has been helpful to you um, to get a better understanding of at least the first three prayer watches. And we will be back on this again next week. God bless you. My prayer is for a happy, safe Saturday and that you will search, ask God, what is your watch? What time have you been assigned to watch and pray? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I love you, but know that God loves you more and God loves you blessed. Until next week. Bye-bye.